0: hey what's good y'all it's c will and this is the passive income network on this podcast we talk about investing in assets that produce passive income make sure you hit that like button subscribe and leave a comment and say what's good on this episode we have a special podcast feature with a entrepreneur by the name of bish let's bring him on the show what's good Bish? hey how you doing everything's great over here uh, like i said i'm just happy to begin uh, i love to talk about entrepreneurship finances and passive income
1: well that's that's exciting to me there's nothing better than some passive income right nobody really wants to work all the rest of their life really. no
0: no we need these uh like four three-day work weeks to happen quick or yeah of course uh enough passive income will do the do the job as well it's fantastic. All right. Okay. Let's get shoot. this. Yeah. Let's let's get this show on the road. So, can you give your uh, my audience a nice introduction of who you are and kind of what are you doing? Why are you in this space of entrepreneurship, digital finances, and all of the good stuff there?
1: Okay. Cool. No problem at all. Um. Well, hello to the audience. Ho- hope you're all good. Uh, my name is Besh. I'm from uh, Scotland in the UK. And if I was to break things down into three sectors of my life, the first one is. Uh, that we run fintech organizations, so organizations that provide uh, services to banks, to, to big organizations, card schemes, different things like this. Uh, the second thing is um, I'm a bit of a fundamentalist in mm-hmm. terms of I am just so, I don't know how, what, if we can use, the, what, what, what language we can use, but I absolutely believe the world can be changed and we're going to do it and we need as many people to join us on this journey. Um, and for that, we use a, a, a blockchain system, uh, a Web3 system with a token called Vow. So that's uh, the the other side. Um, and actually, I'll just leave it at two sides there. That's the two sides of my um, existence. One, reward tech and rewards across the world in multiple different countries. Okay. And Vow, a token going into that entire ecosystem. Okay, thank you for that. Uh,
0: let's start with the rewards. Cause that is something interesting. And I know a lot of that is moving on to the blockchain in the future, but can you talk about it? What is this uh company and uh, what exactly are you doing and who you're working with?
1: Okay. Well, let's break it down in a really simple, uh, simple manner. All That's across it. the world, we have tons of affiliate networks, tons of different companies where they would approach a company and say, would you pay a 5%, 10% commission? If we bring you customers, it's mm-hmm. the same with a restaurant, a bar, anybody is paying a commission to bring a customer in. And those commissions then become part of cashback networks. So there's many different cashback websites all across the States, the UK, Europe, everywhere. Everyone's familiar with them. Um, So what we looked at is this whole space, and we built our businesses in that space, but we do it in a a slightly different way. We link it to debit cards and credit cards. So what happens is anyone can come along, link a credit card or debit card, any card, doesn't matter, any scheme, any type. And then whenever you go to any business, you just pay like you normally would, and a reward is paid to you as cash back. Yeah, that, that's that's the way the system yep. works. Um, so this isn't too unfamiliar with many. There's still there's a lot of organizations in that space as well, but we've done pretty good. Um, and for example, in the UK, about 90% of all the offers on credit cards and debit cards are coming from our network. The same in multiple wow. countries. Yep. We've entered India now, Africa, all over the place. We're building up this as a normal, standard, motivating business. Yeah, um, Makes but sense. There's something better we can do uh C. Will. Do I call you just C. Will or Will or C.?
0: Either way. Some people call me C.,
1: some say Will, and some say C. Will, but I, I'll respond <laughs> to <all laughs>
0: any three of those.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. So now the thing, the thing is that when this whole – Uh, a network, let's say, of companies paying a reward and got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, we realize that there's something more fundamental here. We've got tons of consumers who are linking debit cards and credit cards in their own bank apps or in other apps that are in the ecosystem. And so we provide all the APIs to feed those bank apps with offers, with registering cards. We are PCI level one, so we're all safe and everything is secure with registering cards. So we provide all the APIs to any big organization which wants to onboard their customers. And on the same time, we provide all the content by going out and bringing all the businesses. And we realize we've got all the consumers, we've got all the businesses, so what happens if we started looking at this whole process quite interestingly and tokenizing the rewards okay what effect would that have um because we could start introducing efficiencies that are un- unable to be achieved with normal uh let's say fiat money yeah so this is this is where uh this is the the, the point of con- of uh inflection between normal business and uh crypto universe yeah? yep. um, And of course. When people are shopping and using rewards and banks and things like this, we want to be sensitive in terms of crypto, 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 crazy different subject. So what we do is we separate out the crypto from the actual world where people are living on every day and simplify it for the normal people and the banks and everyone like this. But in the background somewhere, this is where the crypto stuff is actually uh, actually happening. And we fundamentally believe that what we're doing in terms of crypto is going to change the world in a way which is more important than any other crypto project anyone's ever heard of, including the big guys. And and I can explain why. Okay. Because nobody can use any crypto. It's nonsense. So a lot of the crypto that's out there doesn't have a a utility at all, other than money transmission. It doesn't actually do anything. I can't go to the shop and spend my Bitcoin. I can't go to the shop and my ether.
0: very very rare uh, situation.
1: Yeah. So so not only can't you spend it, but then there's a whole bunch of companies which have grown up around this uh, around this idea that by giving you a crypto debit card or giving you a a, a, a merchant a, a crypto payment gateway, what could happen is that the, the the customer pays in Bitcoin, but actually the merchant gets paid in in fiat at the end of it. Yeah. So it's like a pretend crypto acceptance. So how is crypto ever going to be what it's meant to be, if if that's the end of it, if that if that's what it is, and mm-hmm. the problem is while Bitcoin solves a lot of these problems, um, it is too volatile, too slow. Nobody's going to use it. Nobody wants it's to great. spend it. Do you, you want to spend your Bitcoin or do you want to hold? No,
0: it? we we huddle.
1: <laughs> So like, no, I wouldn't imagine, spend it. Exactly. So imagine a monetary system which uh, everyone's just holding. Yeah, and imagine that. 5% of it's already owned by the same guys we're trying to escape from. So basically all the Michael Saylors, all the big corporations, all the EFTs, all the Blackrocks, everybody left. Hang yep. on a second. What's going on? We're swapping a central banking system for what? Another one. Yeah. Just
0: with, install- we're actually with more control in a the, in the sense.
1: Yes. Okay. So... Surely, if we want to fundamentally make a difference, we want to change life for your family, my family, everyone around the world that has been oppressed for centuries by one little tiny thing, which is the production of money. Which is a tiny word, a tiny sentence, but it's way bigger in the grand scheme of things. The production of money gives one group of people the most unfair advantage imaginable in every way. You can yeah. work as hard as you work, but but like if there's not enough money to pay you, your family starve. Yeah, me the same. And if someone can control that money, or or a smaller group of people control control that money, the advantage we've given them takes continents. They can do anything. Yeah, and there's no well, escape. Well, that's point. what's
0: happening in the U.S. right now. Um, yeah.
1: whole another really? conversation. Well, that's yeah. four trillion dollars printed up out of nothing in 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 of, weeks. Yep, out of nothing. Nothing out of nothing, right? So this puzzle started playing around in our heads like honestly 20 years ago and it's been a a journey to this point. And the puzzle is answered by the question, how could you decentralize the issuance function of currency? How could you decentralize that function? Now, Bitcoin does it by the fact that anyone can be a miner and and the new coins are created. But there's a problem with that, which is that the units of account is volatile and nobody can understand it. And no shop wants to take that risk of taking of money that's worth something else. So fundamentally, there needs to be a bridge between what the world actually needs, which is fixed supply, uh, you know, like a, a dollar value or a euro value that everyone understands. But instead of being centrally issued, it's actually issued in a decentralized manner. And nothing like that exists. Like the IMF has got, there is no such thing. It's impossible to find it in any textbooks ever, but we reckon we've come up with the answer. And that's okay, what we're doing okay.
0: <laughs> okay, so question would be then, what is your opinion on a stable coin, like USD, USDC, a tether or any of the sort or algorithmic stable coins? Cause I see that those could be used for payments uh, in terms of they're stable, um, people can recognize the USDC, but yes, we have to say BlackRock Circle is behind it
1: as well. Well, see, see, the thing is, I'm not negative to any of these organizations. We work with Circle, we work with, they're all great companies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Shout out to them. I, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, of, co- of course, right? You've got to. So but basically, the, the, the whole point here is that these companies are working within the financial framework of of a universe we all know yeah so it's yep. like kind of like the matrix here you know they are within the financial framework and every usdc is backed by a dollar which is backed by yeah no. every <laughs> every tether we don't even know if it's backed. but i mean presumably well, it's it might region. not be yeah there we don't know right so nobody knows so sooner or later, we're going to have a CBDC across America backed by a dollar or something's going on, and nobody knows what's happening. The bottom line is all of that are, are secondary level players to the actual production of money issuance. Yeah? Yep. So the production that the Fed does or whoever, that, that's the issue. Okay. Yes. Because if I, what am I, what, why would we pay taxes anymore? What, what's the point? Like the government just prints up, your government printed up four trillion dollars and, and still wants to take money off why why, why are we yeah yeah. Money
0: off? yeah if you look at the debt clock too we have like 32 trillion and we only gross four trillion a year it just financially it doesn't make sense at all not at, like <laughs> I, can't, I can't understand it but that's, i agree with you uh yeah nuts. that's why you know that's a big part that's why i'm in the cryptocurrency i'm in a decentralized system so again i know we're kind of talking about this but you diving a little bit deeper on what exactly we're going to do with vow or what you're doing with vow.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, have, I, have I got a strong signal? Is it okay? Am I connected?
0: No, everything's good. Yeah, yeah, you're good.
1: Okay. okay. So Jesus Christ yeah, said these words. <laughs> he said, give yep. to Caesar what is Caesar's. Yep, taxes. If we understand that, we understand if we play in the existing financial framework or derive our success from the existing financial framework, then we're part of it. Yep. What we need to do is actually com- completely forget that universe and start a completely new paradigm shift. And the question is, is how? Because that, 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 that's the real thing. There, there could be yeah. this crazy guy just talking to you about a subject. And then the more you delve into what we're doing, you, you'll understand how, just how, how real it is and how many people are already involved. But the basic principle is we cannot be connected to the other one. We cannot create a unit of value and promise someone it is backed by a dollar because then that would be pointless. Yeah, you yeah. are just doing the same example. Yeah. We cannot create a unit of value that anyone centrally controls its value. It has to be distributed in, 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 its, um, in its valueness. Yes. And we, have to, we can't be a form of prepayments. We can't be any of those things. We can't be e-money. We can't do any of the stuff that would put you in the world of that, that side. Okay, yep. and that, that's what we've created now with Vow and, and the, the ensuing ecosystem. And the reason why is this: let's say you own a restaurant, or a bar, or a petrol station, whatever, whatever you own. Yep. And, and it doesn't need to just work on that level; it also can work on industrial levels, government levels, aid levels, anything. It doesn't matter. But what happens is, if you just choose to produce money, so you 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 create a thousand units of dollar units. And yep. we see that these thousand-dollar units are not dollars. They're clearly not dollars because we just invented them. Yeah, we call yep. them discount vouchers. Just like when Pizza Hut creates a hundred p- uh, discount vouchers and gives them away, does it cost Pizza Hut any money? No. no. Pizza Hut can print those discount vouchers in a million newspapers. It doesn't have a ten million-dollar debt on Pizza Hut. So, no. so, so the production of that value. If a consumer or anybody else brings that back to Pizza Hut, they can't get the money for it. They know they can't get the money for it, but what they can do is get a discount on a future sale. Yep. So that same trajectory here where a business goes, right, you come in and you spend £100 or $100 with me. I'm going to create $10, we call them V-dollars, and give okay. them to you. So now I just created them and I gave them to you. Now you've got 10 V-dollars. And you can come back on the ledger and use them as a discount against my product in future. The interesting thing here is I've now accepted them back and I can reuse those 10 V dollars because I've created value by virtue of their acceptance. I can reuse them in the next business that's participating. Its customers can use them. Everyone can use them. And what that means is if I issue $10, accept back $10 as a discount, and now I can use $10, I haven't suffered any loss as, no. a, as a Spain retailer. But what happens is we start creating a monetary supply. So from the most from the most um, uh, simple perspective, we already have these merchants and consumers and connected apps and all of this stuff that we've been working on. Now the interesting thing is, why do, why do this rewards network not become stronger by giving people more rewards than they could ever get because nobody's paying for it? we're just inventing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the network of businesses that are doing it, all are distributing in a decentralized creation process of that currency system.
0: So from my understanding, so it's like, yeah, having that network of businesses that are opted in and that are willing to participate in this then creates the value that you can then go in this network and use it as you please. If if that's my understanding.
1: Your understanding is bang on. Now, but the difference is, if you go into if if you go to a business that's already paying a hundred thousand dollars a month in cashback rewards, and you say yep. to them, "Hey, if you switch to using this network, you can now just invent a hundred thousand dollars every month of rewards, and it doesn't cost you any money. All you have to do is vow to accept back what you issued." Yeah, that's. I all mean, you know, and
0: first. it make, it makes sense too because the discount versus using the cashback is a different because most products are marked up in generally anywhere from, Correct. you know, from my understanding. So yeah, very, very interesting. Okay. Uh, so, so, so let's, let you, yeah, go ahead. Continue.
1: So I was just going to finish off. So we have these things called V dollars in the UK, V euros and, and sorry, okay. V dollars in America, V euros in Europe, V INR in India, whatever they are, all these separate V currencies we call them. Yep. Okay and each one of those currencies comes back and there's a fixed supply coin called vow in the center which can go up and down in value like any other 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 coin but the only way any merchant can participate is holding 20 cents of vow for every $1 they wish to circulate so now okay. we create almost a central a, a central reserve currency for the world by all the people that are holding VOW are holding the central reserve currency. And all the other currencies are 20% essentially collateralized by VOW supply, yep. which becomes more secure than any other financial system ever. The currency is distributed. The, the, the holders can join a revolution where we're looking to create a completely unique, self-sufficient ecosystem where we've already got hundreds of thousands of merchants mm. and millions of users it, it using the system. So there you go.
0: Makes sense. Amazing. And thank you. And I know my audience is definitely appreciating this information. So a few more things to talk about. For one, can you tell us what which a blockchain is this VAL token on or is this network being built on? So I have a lot of my audience uh, uh, come for Algorand information, uh, HBAR and a few other different blockchains. So how is uh, what's that process like on uh, the VAL?
1: So from Vow we started off on ETH because it's just easy and uh, and secure Makes sense. or as secure as it needed to be right then. But we are not a technical innovation; we are financial economic innovation that can stride across blockchains. We operate on a level two out of out, out of London. Yeah, so basically there's no gas fees, no cost, nothing for consumers spending money, um, and uh, and uh, it's doing okay. We've got. 14,000 holders of Vow itself. Okay. Millions of people already on the just cashback rewards side. Um, uh, we've got the fifth largest uh, sort of liquidity pools already on Uniswap in terms of our own internal uh, currency. It's kind of in a, in a good place. But from a blockchain perspective, we currently start out on ETH with a level two because it's impractical otherwise. Yeah. But, but we built some sort of connectors so that you can move these V dollars from one exchange to another, one blockchain to another. And, you know, as the future builds, we've been looking at secret network. We've been looking at all kinds of different methodologies for where we can go. So I think there'll be smarter people than me working out the technical side. At the moment, all we're interested in doing is doing the how many merchants can we recruit? How many consumers can we recruit? And how big can we build the actual user base? Makes Um, sense. And if I, if I turn back to you and say, with your Bitcoin, going back then to all full circle, let's yep. say you've got $100 worth of Bitcoin. At the moment, if you want to spend it, you have to turn it to fiat. Let's say you only end up with $97 of, of, of USDT. And then you get need to get it to your bank or, or whatever. So by the, time it, by the time it's in your bank, you don't have $100 anymore. And then you can go spend it. Okay, But um, imagine a different scenario where you can just exchange the Bitcoin, $100 worth of Bitcoin, Swap it directly for V-currency. We could use Cosmos or something, create some sort of uh, uh, bridge. But you, yep. you go and do, do the do the swap of the $100 worth of Bitcoin for $120 of V-currency to go and spend in a the shop. There's an incentive for all traffic to come to us and go and spend mm-hmm. in the ecosystem and a disincentive because if you've got V-currency and you want to swap it for a dollar, you're going to lose, lose value. Money. Yeah? Yeah. So it gives you an idea.
0: Makes sense, okay, um as we slowly start to close out, a lot of this what I hear is partnerships, right? so can you speak to the power of partnerships in this space and 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 you know give some advice on how to build partnerships okay,
1: uh in general in generalistic yeah, ways, just in
0: general, yes
1: so look, basically ninety nine percent of people. Uh, Won't have the staying power to do something, right? But Mm -hmm. if you know in yourself you've got the staying power to do something, you can do anything, like literally anything, because nobody else is bothering. These bigger companies need people to innovate because they're too slow to innovate sometimes. And as long as you're respectful to their needs and you take time, you're all good. Uh, If I was to give you a tip when you're dealing with anybody big, don't reply to emails straight away. Don't look too eager with things. Be Mm. very sure that the responses you're giving are specific. Don't give away. Uh
0: Oh, I think we might have froze up there. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I did. did you hear what I just said there?
0: Oh, you was you were going in so much. I, I was like, the internet tried to stop this uh, great information. Oh! <laughs> so can um, we just run it back a little bit? You said when you uh talking to, uh, you know, say a bigger uh, potential partner, don't respond right away. Uh, make yeah. sure that you have what you're saying uh, well written, and then it kind of cut out.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's exactly. Basically, we're dealing with different levels of people. So if you're dealing with your mates in the street, it's easy, right? But yes. if you're... Dealing with a local business it's, it's it's there. If the higher you go, the more people are involved in those organizations, and therefore the more slower those organizations are in decision making and everything. Mm-hmm. And the worst mm-hmm. thing you can do, and what we used to do years ago is, I mean, I remember being kicked out of Visa's offices, literally physically kicked <laughs> out of their offices. um uh, you know, come on, you have to deal with us. No, no, no. But then many years later, we managed to get them uh, into our systems and and deal with us so it took the ability to refrain from instant responses Mm. you know if you get an email from someone you really want to get and it's at four in the morning you get up and you want to email them back straight away don't stop it wait a day take your time respond cleverly make sure you check all your words check everything and don't try and give all the information away to explain yourself in one minute just cover one point wait hold hold Poker, wait, mm, hold, response yep. comes, send next point. Yeah. So the bigger it gets, the slower your communication needs to be to close those type of partners. Um and uh and just be respectful of what their need is, you know, in, in that way. So I'd say that was probably the the best two pieces of advice that I I think makes sense. <laughs> wow. You know, I want to say, yeah,
0: thank you for sharing. Uh it brought value to me, and I know it brought value to the audience because that is huge, especially in this point in the world when we're talking about decentralized systems to make a decentralized system that takes a lot of partners, a lot of communication and a lot of trust. Um, So thank you for sharing that. As as, uh, for the final piece, can you um, uh, let the audience know anything else you would like to share about what you're working on
1: and what you're building and then tell them where to find you? Definitely. Okay, so vow itself is vow.foundation. We are decentralized in the sense that the entire community controls the, the, the smart contracts. Yeah. it's just mm-hmm. as simple as that with a snapshot. Um, you guys uh, are obviously talking about passive income. So I may as well touch on some of the other elements that we're, we're doing. There's an entire staking system going on and it's mm-hmm. absolutely one of the best we've ever seen. The way it works is really simple. If you like what you read when you read this Vow Foundation thing and you like kind of what I'm talking about, and uh, What you can do is you can buy VOW and you can buy one of the V currencies, for example, V dollars. So you go and buy them from the market. You don't buy them from any central party. When you buy them from the market, you can wrap them into an LP token from Uniswap and then yep. you can stake that LP token. So when you stake that LP token, you generate a passive income. So yes. there are thousands of people now. We have 7,000 liquidity providers um, on average, about four percent a month at the moment is what the what the return is that, that that's being inflated into supply essentially. Um, yep. But it's it's a it's a wild ride, and and then of course there is uh, you know if you bring other liquidity providers to the table, you've got the ability to enjoy that that type of um, uh, system too. So that is what's going on. It's fully decentralized, fully DeFi, um, and if you want to play that game, it's 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 a nice game to play.
0: Excellent thank you thank you i appreciate it bish stay around for one second as i do the outro and uh this has been a great conversation
1: dude like i, I, I appreciate you letting me talk <laughs> and sure. it's, 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 it's absolutely awesome and i hope your guys like it and, and i really appreciate your time
0: and your audience oh, definitely all right Whew, very powerful episode um make sure that you uh visit the site. So I'll put all the link in the descriptions, all the websites, the information and the social medias, and then go ahead, get uh, educated more about what Val is and everything that Bish is building. And then make sure y'all hit that like button, run this video back. Cause I think that information at the end about partnerships is really powerful. And I would double back and pay attention to what Bish said there. So again, it's C Will with the Passive Income Network. Appreciate y'all for tapping in until the next video. Go.